Hi everyone, this is the eighth, or as I say on the pod, the ninth episode, by just the look of it, of the Battle Podcast, and this week I had the privilege to talk to Fran or Francisco Villaverde, who's um, an unbelievable person, a great, great pedal player, and he is the CEO of uh, the pedal company, which is a distribution company which carries the likes of Varlian, the Robin Sutterling brand RS, and a Portuguese niche brand called Volt, which uh, makes just some absolutely amazing rackets. I met Fran a few weeks ago on the rocket pedal opening and it has been an instant connection and he has been loads of fun to talk to. So please do enjoy and let us know what you thought of it. And also, if you can, please subscribe and give me a like. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is the ninth episode of the Pedal Podcast. And I've got, um, how, how should I put it? So I've got from Villaverde with me, um, who's an unbelievable person. I met him uh, two weeks ago in the Rocket Pedal opening, and I called him, and he obviously called me out on it, uh, but I called him the best pedal player I've seen in my life so far, apart from obviously the pros who I've I've been around. But yeah, um, and he was lovely enough to play a match with me and we absolutely destroyed our opponents, which is not true. But anyway, I'll, I'll just stick to this uh, from now on. So uh, welcome, friend. Thank you very much for uh, accepting my invite. And um, and yeah, just amazing to have you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to, to be on it. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, thank you. It's very flattering. I should say thanks for the compliment. But um, I mean, for, for the listeners... For the record, I'm not that good. If you've ever seen me in a tournament, Dennis is new to paddle. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm new to paddle. Let's let's just put it that way. This way. And also, the other thing is, before we we start with my usual question, uh, which which uh, everyone is get, uh, being asked is is that we really have to play a proper tournament together and and then we'll see what we're capable of because i'm not too bad with the paddle ball i'm not you know nowhere near your level but i'm i'm getting there slowly but surely but you've got around 20 years of experience um more experience than what i have so first question how did you get into paddle well the the simple question the simple answer to that is that i was bad at football um I grew I was born and raised in Spain. My my parents have been playing paddle, uh, my father since the 70s, my my mother since the 80s. Um, so obviously I've I've always seen them play. But um yeah, my, my father was very strict on putting me into into tennis. So I picked up a tennis racket when I was about two or three and, and played until I was about between five and six. And yeah, you know, you that sort of age you see sports as being cool and uncool. Uh, and football at the time was obviously Spain's biggest sport is football. And as you can imagine, I wasn't very good. So I had to fall back on something that wasn't tennis. Uh, so it was paddle instead. So yeah, I think the, the the official kind of transition to becoming a paddle player from a tennis player was probably 2000 and, 2004 or 2005. And yeah, I mean, I'm excited to discuss on, on the things I've seen and how it's involved. What I haven't mentioned is, and we will obviously get into a lot more depth about it, but uh, you you are also the CEO and founder of the pedal company. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to answer that as two answers to how did you get into paddle, depending on how you want to, how I wanted to take that question. I mean, how I got into paddle initially was, yeah, I was bad at football. Uh, and now, yeah, as, as Dennis said, as you said, I, I am the, the director of um, the paddle company. We're a, uh, just for a quick overview, we're a wholesale distribution company based here in the UK. Uh, and we help international brands specializing in paddle, but only the brands that produce good quality equipment. And for someone like myself, I'm very much a racket snob, an equipment snob, and I will pick apart a racket quite, not not offensively, but um, some people may call me a bit harsh on it. But yeah, so what we do is that we specialize in bringing only the best paddle paddle equipment to uh, to the UK on a mass scale. Yeah, I I mean, I, you were also nice enough to lend me two rackets and I've got the... Uh... Bolt 800 and also the Varlian, which I won't have a clue on what you gave me, but I, I can't. <laughs> so uh, both are really, really nice rackets. Um, and I will I will talk about it in a li little bit more depth, but the uh, the quality of the rackets are just, you know, unreal. And, and it's just great to see that you are a real pedal nerd if we can call you that in the best potential um yeah meaning of 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 this of this term because yeah i mean you know obviously in tennis there's a lot more people who know what the differences are between like let's say yonix and the babolet or or you know not even a babolet because i really rate babolet high but i'm i'm biased because i was playing with babolet for 15 years of of my uh, semi professional career yeah, I mean, you know, the Wilsons, for example, are not the best made rackets. Uh, they have really, really dodgy quality control. And what you said about the Varlians and what you said about the um, the Volt and also the RS, if I'm not mistaken, that's the third brand, what you're carrying. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, um, th that's a pretty, pretty strong portfolio, I have to say. So uh, which is the best brand out of the three, which is the best seller? Not, not like, you know, which one you rate the highest, because I don't want um, you to bite into any of your ends. No, fine, fine. I mean, every, for me personally, every brand has got their, their exceptional products, whether it's clothing or, or records, but they differ so much, but yet they do the same thing. So, um, so yeah, I, I represent uh, RS Paddle, which was founded by Robin Soderling a couple of years ago up in Sweden. I also represent Vault, which is a Portuguese brand that uh, stormed onto the market, no other word for it, stormed onto the market in 2016. And um, probably some of the, the, the nicest people you'll ever meet in terms of doing business with. That, that's something I, I'm going to stick by and, and really announce. And if Pedro, if you do listen to this, just know that you, you are very, you're very nice to deal with. Um, and lastly, a, a brand that's very, I mean, very close to everyone's heart, I think, if you've been playing paddle for a long time, is obviously Valian. Now, just to kind of go into a bit more detail with the brand, I suppose, RS Paddle, uh, founded in Sweden, they've been producing some exceptional tennis equipment over the last couple of years, uh, and slowly they've moved into paddle, um, obviously taking on some fantastic players such as Gaye Rocafort uh, and Simon Vazquez as kind of their, their top tier players. Now, these players have helped develop some of the most outrageous rackets that have come out of a factory. That I've seen for a long time. Yes, the lower end is is really it's it's very Nordic, you know. It's very nicely designed. It, it's very simple, pastel colors, just not over the top. Very elegant, very classy, low key. Thankfully, it's not so Swedish that it comes flat packed and you've got to put it all together yourself. 
thankfully. So they've they've not done that. So um, yeah, I mean, I I was skeptical at first with RS, thinking, okay, well, is is this another you know kind of let's leverage the name and break into paddle like other brands have done. And look, needless to say, to be completely honest, is is I was blown away by their by their products and, and the investment that they've made into paddle um, to try and actually genuinely produce good equipment. Like the the, the 2023 Calle Rocafort racket, the, the Rialto is is just unlike any other racket I've seen in recent times. I, that that really surprised me. Same with the Simon Vasquez. I think that is a again an outrageous racket outrageous record the amount of power it generates the looks the design i, th I think they're, they're definitely sat up there let alone the records the clothing and the bags again really pleasantly surprised you know the, the bags even going down to like the zippers you know you've got the weatherproof zippers so no water comes in the the, the zip that comes into the um the zip to get into the bag is actually on your back when you're carrying it i know it's a very small minor detail but you know if you're walking along the street you don't want anyone getting into your bag so it's it's small things like that which make which have made the brand really special um in my opinion and and definitely surprised me i think that's that's best word to to describe that and then vault like i said a portuguese brand uh, I'm, as i'm sure you guys are aware portugal is renowned for producing exceptional materials such as wines olive oil clothing especially but they don't seem to promote themselves as much, which I think is fair to say, you don't really see a lot of, you know, Alentejo or Douro wines in the supermarkets here. They like, I suppose they like to keep the best things for themselves. And when I was in Portugal a couple of years ago, I I, I forgot my racket here in London uh, and I needed to borrow one. And one of the guys that was down at the, the campus in Quinta de Lago was very kind enough to lend me a Vault 500, which was their basic entry-level racket. And needless to say, blown away by it. It definitely competes and and maybe maybe even actually surpasses the performance of the Nox ML10. Now, there's a lot of people that are biting their head off um, for thinking that there is a more versatile and more forgiving racket than the ML10. And don't get me wrong, I completely agree. I've had an ML10 in my bag since 2012. I still carry it around with me. If I'm having a bad game, I will break it out. But the only racket to come close at that kind of price point and the performance that the racket offers is definitely the Vault 500. Definitely the Vault 500. And in terms of other, other, sorry, in terms of other items that they produce, you know, they go all the way up to, they're named from 500 up to 1,000. So you've got the Vault 500, 700, 800, 900, 950, which is a beautiful red racket, by the way. Highly recommend looking at that. One of the best looking rackets. Uh, and then all the way up to the 1,000. Now, if you know your paddle players, Agustin Silingo, also known as the Ninja, I'm not going to go into too much detail without the name gives everything. Uh, does it justice but um but yeah he's the world paddle tour player that's currently representing vault on the tour uh the 900 is represented by Ana Caterina Nogueira which is uh another Portuguese ex-tennis player that's moved on to the world paddle tour uh she's doing fairly well and the thing that jumped out at me about vault was the quality of the records and how proud they are of what they have to offer you know they're, they're so proud of the record and then the small details that go into it you know just the small things like making the grip ever so slightly bigger just so you have to only grip it once you don't have to put two or three grips onto the racket. You only have to put one on, and, and it's and it's efficient for someone with bigger hands like myself. And even even going into the clothing, obviously they've got access. They're based up in Porto. They've got access to the Portuguese textile market, which you know in Europe is is second to none. I think you know in terms of the quality that they quality clothes that they produce. A lot of um, 
I think it's fair to say that a lot of a lot of designer brands have got their bases up there or they source their textiles from Portugal and uh, maybe take them elsewhere to, to put them together. But uh, yeah, a lot of their clothing, if you get your hands on it, the tracksuit trousers are so soft, they're like lovely cotton, the jacket, the technical jacket, it's actually technical, it's it's waterproof, it's not water resistant, it, it's it's waterproof, it's fantastic. Um, and even down to the bags, uh, you know, the bag is is the best, I was telling Dennis the other week, it's the best designed paddle bag in history. And I, I hands down say it, it's got slots for the balls, it's got a, a shoe, but a shoe section, obviously every bag has that, but to fit everything in some compact small space was just amazing. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll dive into Vault a bit more later on. But last <laughs> is, um, yeah. like I said, I could, you know, for you ladies listening, I'm sure that you're uh, you're incredibly impressed with my paddle knowledge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then lastly, the one of my favorite, well, probably my favorite brand, and and the, the the favorite brand of a lot of people in Spain is um is Valiant. Obviously, for those that know Valium, there's no introduction needed. But for those who don't, it's a brand founded in 1993, uh, originally in Argentina, before they quickly moved over to Spain. They have been at the forefront of innovation uh, and really pushing the boundaries on kind of what's possible with a paddle racket. And they've always been the ones to, uh, I'd say in a way, bend the rules uh, and, and really kind of think outside the box with the paddle racket rather than you know, for example, the new airflow system that they've put, you know, do, do, do we hit a ball on the outside of the racket? I mean, if it, I do sometimes, but if you're a good player, I'm sure you don't. So what they've done oh, is- they've... me, I'm always hitting on the outside, mate. Uh, definitely, 100%. I've seen that, that the, the new airflow system, to be fair. So I, I have to put some some words in here uh, that uh, it, it looks so different because obviously you always just had the dots and the holes in the racket and and for example i've got a technical uh, viper lebron as well so that's that's my my first choice of racket um and it has different size of holes but the first time i've seen this sort of elongated basic hole on the outside of a racket was with the varlian and i really and i'm quite tempted to try that so we'll talk about it off air as well and how i can get a hand on on one of these uh varlian frames but but yeah it, it looks re really excited and i know that young Gus is actually playing with those uh, type of frames yes yeah yeah so varlian uh, uh or I, I suppose varlian is lucky enough to have mike yangus and mike yangus is lucky enough to work with varlian so i think it's very good Partnership there, yeah. So, so Valiant do have Mike Angus as the world paddle tour player. I don't know if you've been watching any of the highlights this year or any of the games, but Mike Angus is is oh, he's he's doing he's so well as well. Oh, he's he's doing so well. Um, really surprising. Well, not surprising. That's unfair to say. I think he's really climbing up the ranks this year and and getting very serious about it. But it's only possible with a good racket. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 One hundred percent. And and look, um, I I let you talk about these brands in that in in these depths because what it is and and uh, why I started the whole podcast was to give us a general oversight and overview over um, what brands are current and what brands are are making records. Because for example, in in Bristol, most of the brands what you see are Adidas, you know, some Babola you know you you see some had and then you're like okay so these are these are pretty much the same brands as in tennis i mean i, I know that adidas is not making tennis rackets anymore but it's it has so many more colors and it's and it's great to see that you know all these different brands what you're obviously representing and and who you're distributing in the uk are this high quality and and what i can say about the vault because uh personally 
I like the looks of the Vardian the most because I think they they somehow just uh, jump at you how how high quality they are. I'm not saying that all the other brands what you're representing are not, but how I felt about it is that the Vardian looks the thing, and it's and 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 it's like you know it, it's like this really high quality. Uh, you see it on the World Pedal Tour, obviously. Um, Youngus is in the top 10. So, you know, you, you, you have, or at least close to it. So you, you have that sort of feel that, yeah, okay. So that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. And that's, that's quite nice that he's representing or endorsing the brand itself. But also in the meantime, tell me one thing, why is the safety cord so weird on the Varlians? So one thing that actually pops out on some terms of Varlians is you are right. Is the safety cord. So a lot of um, a lot of records have kind of the standard self-adjusting one that it comes out of just one side of the bottom of the racket, and then it kind of loops round and it's tied to itself. So when you put your hand in and just let the racket drop, it auto adjusts, right? Which which to be honest is my preference. Um, I you know shout out to Knox for making a really nice um a, a nice little uh, a handle that's actually really comfortable to hold. Um, but the volume one that's actually made a for two reasons structurally. So in order to have kind of equal strength of carbon going all the way down towards the, you know, the whole frame is carbon. It's not just the face. It's everything that goes into the direct. So they, they the higher end Valian rackets, for example, they're built from the outside, from the inside out. The mold is made first with the holes and then the rackets basically assemble on top. Um, so obviously the, the mold and the carbon are all manufactured in one piece. And then the, the strings at the bottom come out of each side. So on one on each, and it is just to kind of evenly distribute the, I don't really know what the word would be actually, if I'm honest, it's just to not have too much weight going off on one side. So it's kind of equal pulling on both sides if the racket was to come out of the hand. And then if you, I, I'm always a bit of a twister. So I'll put the, the strap on and then I'll twist it and then grab it. But it's just, uh, I suppose, just for a comfort thing from the, the R&D team, I, I can take or leave that kind of, um, that kind of strap. If I'm honest, um, I don't think it's a, a deal breaker it's just a bit easier to put on and off but it, it's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way I'll, I'll put it this way friends so for me it was quite strange that I don't really know what to do with it because you know again coming from tennis it's first of all it's weird to have a safety cord around your wrist right secondly is is that where do you put it? Because it's just sort of hanging around so it's not like you know you can sort of adjust it or you can put yeah. like um, so that's that's why it, it, for me it was quite weird that way. I like it in the term that it's different, but it was just a weird one for me that it's yeah. it's just it, yeah it's yeah no fair enough. Like like I said, I can take or leave that strap, but I've always been the type to twist it. Regardless, my my ML ten had the the old one had the kind of the bow shaped one string going around, and I always used to put my hand in it, twist it. Like spin the racket round, create some tension in the string, and that that that's what I find really comfortable. Yeah, the new knocks, yes, the, the actual the, the support that goes around the wrist is fantastic. It's super comfy, but the downside is the actual string is really long. So if you've got a really flappy wrist, like I shamefully have to admit that I do, not for any reason in particular, just because I've got a weak wrist, I find that the the string just flaps around a lot. So I've always I've I've much preferred the the loose string and twisting the racket that that's been my preference ever since i was younger so i suppose 
you know, I know it was a bit of a mess of an answer earlier, just because I couldn't really put my finger quite on it. But I suppose it's down to the R&D team kind of coming down to the fact saying, do what do people want? Okay. You know, I, I think that Varley and, you know, one of the few brands that actually asked the question, you know, what what do people want? You know, if, is, is it irrelevant if we put a diffuser in? If it, is it irrelevant if we, I don't know, you know, it's one of those things. It, what, what works for people? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. For me, I, I I never actually thought about twisting it because I I just like I just like things uh, as 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 they are and 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 I can just go back to my technical Viper uh, which has a really nice sort of uh, thicker um, upper as the Noxes have as well which which make it a lot nicer. Although when I say this, I now uh, started to do it the same way as as most of the pros. I've I've just seen it there, not that I play anything like, but I've just seen it that they actually have it on their wristbands. And um, and they just put it on their wristbands and it actually doesn't move that much. It doesn't bother you and it makes it a little bit um, shorter. So the string itself is a little bit shorter. So that I think that that's really good. Okay, let's go to the beginning of your story about how did you end up with the pedal company? So please tell us a bit more and me a bit more uh, about what's what's happening um, and and where did you um where did you study and, and how do you have uh, literally an immaculate English? Yeah, so um, I, yeah, having been born and raised in Spain, I was educated in an international school over there. Uh, I did kind of a standard GCSE and IB before coming to university here in the UK and studying business with economics. And yeah, I, I did kind of the standard, finished up at university, came to, uh, came to London, got a job. I started off in recruitment, uh, and I'll be honest, I only lasted about two months. Um, I, I didn't; it wasn't an enjoyable experience. Uh, and then I quickly moved on to tech startups, which was um, which was great fun. You know, seeing that rapid growth, and you know, the, the, watching a founder sit at a couple of desks away from him, put his heart and soul into a company, and get it off the ground. And and I was instantly hooked by that. And I think there's there's always been an underlying thrill of setting up your own thing and and you know having that that idea those ideas come into fruition all the time and, and really and really pursue that so that career path really but um yeah after working at a couple of tech startups i moved into a real estate investment company in london and you know it was very serious it was very it was very transactional um for me personally i i i wasn't really getting my full potential i wasn't using you know all of my skills and you know, I was playing playing paddle at 6 a.m. and getting to the office at 8, 8.15, working until 7, 8 in the evening, coming home, dinner, shower, and doing the same thing. And it just got incredibly monotonous. So um, I started actually going back one step at a tech company after the, after the, or during the pandemic, obviously I was in, um, I was in the development industry. So everything kind of ground to a halt. And um, yeah, I started an e-commerce site specializing in paddle. And it was kind of a, what what the British would call a punt. A uh, so it was just a, you know it was one of those things. See, let's see how far I can take it. And yeah, it got a bit of traction. And then I started to get involved more and more into the world of paddle. Obviously, I hadn't played paddle since twenty fourteen properly. Uh, obviously, came to university. There was there was just non-existent here and just unaccessible as a student. And uh, yeah, it started start, slowly started to grow. I saw an opportunity. Started a, an e-commerce site and see see how far it went. Uh, I held on to that. For quite a while for about two two and a bit years before i found myself working in the, the property investment company and then i just thought I, I i've got an opportunity here there's companies in spain that are messaging me 
about helping them grow in the UK market. And they understand what I'm saying because I can speak Spanish. I understand what they're saying. I understand their product. I know who they are. I'm, I, I'm not a, I'm not a natural born salesperson. It, it's probably one of my most hated things that I had. That's why I only lasted two months. Come on. Okay. Let me, let me stop you right here. Right here. What you literally did for 15 minutes with three brands, mate, it would go anywhere in the world in the, in terms of sales. Um, you know, I, I've been in sales for 15 years, but come on, that's just, I'm not going to take that. No. Okay. Let's think, carry on. <laughs> it's no, it's definitely, it's definitely something to do with, it's, it's definitely an element of passion in there. I mean, I, I, I love paddle. I love craftsmanship. You know, I, I love everything down from, you know, supercars and watches to art and sculptures and everything, everything that takes effort. And, and, you know, if, if a machine's done it, it has no heart in, 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 in an object you know they, that doesn't really appeal to me if something again if something's you know transactional if something's just done in that that kind of heartless soulless way i don't really appreciate that but like the companies that i'm representing now the, the whole reason i work for them is obviously i mean they all speak for themselves rs are, are, are putting so much so much effort into producing good good equipment you know initially initially yeah when they started dipping their toe in it wasn't the best equipment and i wholeheartedly agree but obviously, with time, these companies are the ones that, that, that develop that um, that experience, that knowledge. Vault, for example, Vault, their, their initial records compared to now are, are incomparable. No, so yeah, for, for me to sell these, not, not as even sell these records, but to talk about the records, it, it's effortless for me. You know, having to sit with a script in front of me in recruitment and say, trust me, you want this job because I've been looking at your CV and I can see that you are a good match. It, it, it really wasn't for me. But if, if someone was to say to me, you know, what paddle record can I use? I can talk about paddle until people fall asleep. Yeah, no, I mean, we're really much alike. And I, and I think that's, that's how we connected the, the first thing. And, and basically you were lovely enough to, to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And that's, that's how we connected in the first place. And, and you were just saying that, yeah, okay, let's connect. I, I see we've got similar in, interests and, and, and see how it is. And, and, you know, literally 12 hours later we were, we were on a pedal court playing alongside each other and and we were crushing everyone else who were on the other side of the court um but no so it, i mean i i 100% agree and you know i'm i'm the same with with the stuff which i'm passionate about and one of them is obviously paddle and and if i if i go into a lot more details you know i can i can 100% agree with with what you said about um if you like a product, and I think that's the main point of being a salesman as well, you have yeah. to trust and like your product because if you do, then it's just an easy sale because you don't even have to sell. What what you're saying is is your own experience and what you what you love in it. And okay, now tell me what's your record apart from the Knox ML tank because I'm not gonna take that for an answer. My what what's my go to record at the moment? Yeah. Now, I am currently using a, it, in this industry, it's impossible to stick with one record. Okay. Every time something arrives, like, oh, oh, this, this, this looks fun. I'll give this a go. I'm currently using a Valian Lethal Weapon Carbon 9 Prisma. Hell of a name. But for those of you who remember the Carbon 3 Valian, now I'm going back 15, 16 years now. And I'm telling you, the OG paddle players all know exactly what I'm talking about. Light blue yellow details with carbon and every 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 single person had this record at one point so that was the carbon three i am playing with the carbon nine which is six generations of innovation through it and honestly it takes me back 
it's such a nice racket to play with. It's it's that's what I'm currently playing with at the moment. Uh, I find that it it's a very easy racket to control because of the hypersoft EVA, which is quite rare. It's got a big sweet spot, hypersoft EVA, but then it's got 3K carbon, but it's got 3K carbon in a, in a wide weave. So that brings the compression ratio actually quite high when it's necessary. So obviously for the engineers out there, you can probably message me privately and tell me that I'm, if I'm wrong or right. Uh, I'm interested. But as far as I understand, carbon tenses under under pressure or under tension, if that makes sense. So obviously, as I'm smashing, the carbon actually just stiffens up as if it, it just tenses, as if you tense a muscle in order to make for a harder impact on the ball. And I find that the, 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 this volume at, at a low pace, it's it's like playing with a nice tennis racket. You've got that spring when it comes, and you can, you can get some power behind it, but it's not an obscene amount of power. However, when you know when I need to do a portres, which is very rare for those who know me, um, it, the, the racket's able to do it. And I think it's 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 I finally found, other than the ML10, a racket that is right for me. And I think that's you know th that's a completely other topic that we can discuss is finding the right racket. Like you said, there, there's so much Babalat, Adidas, Wilson, but you know everyone knows those brands. Everyone knows those brands, and I think that that that's it's not necessarily a problem at all. But if you if you were to compare kind of a market leading, you know, by I suppose by sales volume, a Wilson Bella or an Adidas Adipower Control, yeah, they're they're great rackets. But if you compare them to, I don't know, a, a Volt One Thousand, a Valiant, even even an Avant, which is kind of their their pro line. I, I do think that that other brands do full strides away from you know start from the Adidas the Babalats of the world. I, having said that though, these these companies have the R and D budget to develop a, a paddle racket in certain time. I I'm confident that Babalat and Wilson, for example, and Head, I don't rate them uber highly in comparison to other other brands. You know they they are good, but I think give them three more years and they're going to come out with an outrageous product. Once they realize how to do it, manufacturing processes uh, and so on, if they can perfect those elements, I think they're going they're going to take the market by storm. Um, I can I can just put this one in here. Uh, I think it's true, and I think most of the micro brands or the smaller brands or the niche brands or or however we want to call it the the specialist brands can come up with a lot of amazing products. And, and there's there's a better chance in pedal at the moment because obviously not a lot of people know the main brands, but until you literally see bull pedal in all bigger players' hands, there's a really tough, um, it, it is a tough road. And, and if you look at head, it's head and bull pedal, isn't it? The most, the, the, the best players, and obviously we've got um, Ale Galan and, and, and Juan Lebron with Babalat and, and Adidas respectively. And, and those guys, until that's what you see on TV or on the WPT app or what whatnot, it's really tough to get in. Yeah. And I and I do get it that Varlian has a chance and RS because of Robin Sutterling, they do have a chance. I wish I really and and I'm saying it from from literally from the bottom of my heart I wish that Volk with this quality and with what they bring and what I actually tried it and I really liked it, it I'll tell you uh, off air about my experiences because I don't want to be biased uh, anyway basically I wish that that will happen and more people will see the difference because the price range is pretty much the same for a higher um, spectrum Volt or Varlian or, or RS racket 
as much as, as it is uh, for an Adidas or a Babolat. So long story short, what I wanted to say here is that unless they do really well on the PR and marketing side of things, yeah. this is a, this is something which is really, 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 it's it's a steep mountain to climb. It definitely is. You, you know, you're, you're absolutely right about the marketing. You know, Valian oh, don't have the same marketing budget that Adidas have. You know, Adidas are operating on you know, boxing, football, squash, most likely, uh, rock climbing, hiking, running, indoor football, handball. You know, they're operating across multiple different sports. So they're, 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 they're it's a global company. You know, everyone knows Adidas. So for them to be able to allocate, let's say, you know, a million pounds to marketing in comparison to a smaller brand. If if our Adidas is a drop a drop in the ocean, whereas for a larger brand, it's 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 a real. You're right. It's it's a steep mountain to climb for a smaller brand to be able to really get that education out there. Uh, and that's something that you know, I'm not not necessarily taking it on myself, but one thing that I want to kind of bring into the UK market is a is is kind of take the position as kind of an arbitrary force. In a way, and kind of not necessarily like a policing force, but you know, stick by the brands that I truly believe make good quality records. Yeah, it's easy to get outcast and overshadowed by um, by Adidas, Babylon, and Wilson because they, they've all got the budgets, and you know, everyone knows them. Everyone knows them. Everyone knows Roger Federer for us. Everyone knows Arturo Coelho for head. Everyone knows Juan Lebron for Babylon or Nadal. Even you know, these are the things that people instantly, instantly associate with the brands. Now, something, you know, Bella and Wilson in Paddle, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I think for the smaller brands that are, you know, I, I don't even want to call them boutique because they still mass produce. They, I think for the for the small to medium brands that are out there, the underdogs, I think that it's a whole different market that just lacks the education from the from the general public, which which I completely accept. You know, I didn't know about Vault until 2019. You know, and, and that's my, and, and I was, again, once once I got the record in my hand, I was blown away by it. And, and that's something that I want to do. I, you know, what I mentioned earlier about getting the person the right racket, a more expensive racket will make you a better player. I've taken delivery of the um, the Valiant top of the range, 450 euro ones. You know, I'm sure the ones that are avid, avid paddle players will know the ones I mean, the ones with, you know, the, the groundbreaking technology, the, the Prisma frame, the airflow technology, the slice technology in the face, you know, it, it looks like an alien racket. And I really, really, really struggled with it. I find I found it too heavy. I'm not strong enough for that racket. You know, I, I couldn't get the ball in the sweet spot every single time. I really struggled with it, and I'll wholeheartedly accept that. But I think you know, and then and then it goes back to why do I use the ML10? If I'm having a bad game, I know how the ML10 reacts. I know that racket inside out. You know, I know that I can smash hard with it. I know that I can volley comfortably with it. I know that if I make a, you know, it's it's very forgiving. You know, so I think you're 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 absolutely right what you said about the lower brands it's a steep mountain to climb but until you get rackets in hands that that that's that's kind of the key way forward and and people need to be open to it as well you know it's always that you know a more expensive car doesn't make you a better driver more, more yeah you know it's oh, yeah. always the case and more people would agree um but yeah like i said even for me uh someone with, uh, i've got a lot of experience I'm not necessarily that i'm not the best player at all at all um, but I, I do struggle with I do struggle with using higher end rackets because they just don't fit my playing style. I mean, the ML ML ten is quite a high range racket, so it's not like <laughs> I'd say I'd say it's a versatile. No, I wouldn't even say it's high. It's definitely mid market, but it's versatile. Yeah, like you, you you could put someone on the court who's never touched a paddle racket in their life. Yeah. Hand them an ML ten. Hand them a Vault five hundred. 
hand them a carb uh, the the carbon nine that I'm playing with at the moment, and it'll be fine. You give a beginner a ball paddle vertex, you know, a top of the range ball paddle vertex or a hack, even or a, a, a Starvi Mythora, or a Starvi Raptor, the the, the Stupatsuk's record from a couple of years ago. It, it's not it's it's nowhere near the same it, it'll be a really unpleasant experience for them and i think that that's where that's where the the, the impact that i'm trying to make is you know is, is people come to me and say oh what, what's the best can i have this and i said okay well why do you why do you want why do you want this racket you know in in the politest way why do you think you need an 18k diamond shaped an 18k carbon diamond shaped racket to play on a tuesday afternoon at seven o'clock after work once a week Oh well, you know, I saw X person using it on the World Paddle Tour. And I think, okay, well, that's fair enough. You know, I was, I was like that when I was, you know, thirteen, fourteen. I wanted a pair of a pair of football boots. Like I said, I wasn't good at football. If you remember the beginning of the podcast, but I still wanted the same boots that Ronaldo was using at the time, which were Nike Mercurials, the nice pink ones. Actually, they're really cool. And yeah, and it didn't make me a better football player naturally because I still stuck to paddles. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think then it, yeah, it, it it is exactly what the market needs is kind of that that service led approach. You know, yeah. I, get, I get more satisfaction out of someone enjoying the game with a good racket rather than someone being like, oh, shit, I can't hit a ball properly. Yeah. You know, no, and- no, I mean, I, I, I see your point. And, and look, I, I'm, I'm quite happy you say that because, um, yeah, that's the same as, again, is, is, the, is the tennis where I can go back to. And, and a lot of people are using yesterday, for example, um, two guys came uh, to our club from a, from a different club uh, from, from Bristol and, and uh, both guys are, are brilliant players. And one of them had the uh, pro staff 90, uh, the 340 gram fatter racket in his hand. And I was like, mate, what are you doing? Like no one can use it. Not even fatter could use it after he was 35. Because he just decided, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to get to a bigger head size. And that's the thing. Uh, now you can get the, the new um, Pure Aero Rafa Origin racket, which is his swing weight, which is up in the skies. And all I wanted to basically say is that we were selling, because I, I used to work in, in London in the Wigmore Sports, as we spoke about it in, in person as well. And you do deal with with uh, them. So big shout out to Wigmore Sports and Rohan and and Chico and and all all the Davda family. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they are not listening, but anyway, I I, I, still, <laughs> I still think back to them as 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 a really nice experience. And we were selling the most Pro Staff 90s, and I was like, no one can use it. Not even I can use it. Literally, I could I could maybe use it for like 10 minutes, and it would be amazing to use it for 10 minutes. But after 10 minutes, your, your arm will fall off and you don't want to do that. So that's why I'm, it's it's just a weird, weird thing how how people react to marketing. And it's great to see, but obviously while we are at it, it's 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 a it's it's a good thing that you are saying, okay, use um a higher end racket, but still a fairly reasonable price range because it's just going to be better than the i don't know the 350 pound record because the 200 can do pretty much the same thing because we are not at that level so i'm I'm really happy you say that because uh that's that's what we want a a bit more reasonable thinking behind uh buying stuff in in nowadays world i mean i i i I get the attraction to the high-end record of of seeing you know oh i use the same record as alan Alan. you know and don't get me wrong the, the new metal bones look they look fantastic Really, really cool looking rackets. You know, we're saying 
you know, the, the LeBron record. If you're if you're a child just getting into paddle, I mean, going going back to a trip to the Middle East a couple of months ago, there were the, the children playing eight, nine, ten years old with the with the AT10, the AT10 genius, Agustin Tapia. And I'd, I'd talk to them about paddle, and they're like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, it's because it's Agustin Tapia and the same one. I was like, okay, it's a 300-euro record. You're nine years old. <laughs> you know, but 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 at the same time, I do understand it. I, you know, and and obviously, I might I might be seen as kind of a, a bit of a, a, a as, as me being unfair on it, but absolutely not. I I complete. I look. I like using some of the top of the range records. The the Cagliari Alto. No, it doesn't suit my playing style. It's a fantastic record. Doesn't suit my playing style. I go for a cheap a a cheaper record and a, a lower performance record just because it suits my needs. You know, but that's only because I, I I'm really critical. I I know what's out there, in that sense. But but like going going back to the budget thing, you know, you, you see a top athlete using a product, you're you're nine times out of ten you're going to buy it. It's 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 the whole point of marketing, and it's so difficult to be, it's so difficult to 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 keep up with these brands, um, in terms of their capability and their outreach. You know that you I'm sure if you have no one will have access to their database other than them themselves. But if you go by, and they'll have millions of customers. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's why we are in this industry as well because we we know that the marketing works and and look, you have to be reasonable with with pedal. Like, you know, now I'm playing what two, three times a week, four times a week. Um, I I know that if I would be playing with still the same sort of entry level records which I started off with, that wouldn't be enough by now. So I was quite I was quite happy and I was quite lucky that like. Um, uh, tennis warehouse europe sent me two records for trial and i could keep them and and it was you know now i i say it every time and whenever i'm i'm anywhere i'm i was pretty good marketing in that perspective as well because you know if they ask me i'm obviously saying that it was tennis warehouse europe who sent that so yeah i i i do get what you mean and and uh, look i i absolutely love your knowledge about paddle rackets because it's just immense and and that is just something which which not a lot of people possess at the moment so i think uh, um you're definitely up there with with all the uh, all the knowledge so yeah tell tell me and tell us a bit more about like what's the difference what's the basic difference for someone who's like starting paddle what's the basic difference between a 50 pound racket and a 250 300 pound racket or maybe even a 120 pound racket I mean, they, they differ so much on brand to brand. Um, I don't know if you, you've ever gone on Alibaba or not. I mean, I love scouring through Alibaba and, and finding different manufacturers. And yes, they blur out the logo, but they do a really poor job at doing so that you can just, if you squint hard enough, you can see the logo. Um, but I think, you know, it, it it's a difficult question to answer because there's records that are 130 euros that I find really, really good, really good options for beginners. Um, and then there's some for a hundred for fifty quid that I just don't I do not see the point in people starting just because of the lack of quality that's in the racket. You know, the, the minute you start hitting a bit harder or get a bit of confidence, you know, especially if you if you, you know, what's the word a, a coordinated sports person, you know, they're, they're going to pick something up fairly quickly. There's no point opting in for a cheaper racket and then having to upgrade in you know two three months time once you get your smashes down because you'll go through the record and then if you buy another one you'll go through it again the quicker you move so i'd say that the key differences are the composite materials that are used um everything ranges from fiberglass and carbon fiber and different grades of carbon fiber down to the eva foam 
So the EVA rubber or foam, uh, whatever you want to call it, it's the same one that you find in your trainers. You know, there, there are some which are really solid. There are some which are really soft for comfort and so on. Um, but I find that the, the lower end ones are too soft. So, you know, if you're a recreational player that you're not really that interested, you're playing socially or you're a lot older or younger and so on, I'd opt in for a 50 good record. Definitely, definitely. But if you're actually serious about wanting to not necessarily compete or take it up too seriously, but, you know, be able to be a bit competitive and maybe take part in, you know, like a like a nice round robin on a Saturday morning at your local paddle club, I'd opt in for something that's going to see you through a couple of months. I, I don't like... I'm not a per I, when I buy something, I want it to last me and I will look after something. You know, I, I don't like if you look through my wardrobe, all my friends say I dress like a 50 year old because I've got a lot of stuff from my dad. I've got a lot of stuff from, you know, from, from other people that have not necessarily given me their clothes, but, you know, they've given me a jacket and I said, oh, I don't want it anymore. I'll keep it. And I've looked after it, you know, and it's a good, it's good quality clothing. It's a good jacket. And, and that, 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 that I want people to translate into paddle as well. You don't necessarily need to upgrade in terms of your your capability uh, so I, I suppose i haven't really answered your question the difference the key differences between a lower end record is you'll have cheaper materials i you'll just have very simple fiberglass and very simple eva foam in the lower end it won't be amazingly balanced it will probably be you know you'll get the teardrop diamond or round face moving up to kind of the middle tier it depends on what you classify as a middle tier i think this is a bit of a gray area because i think the middle tier Kind of begins at around the 120 euro 20 pound mark and then works its way up to the 250 pound mark i think is a middle tier record um so obviously you've got at the 250 pound mark you've got the valian avance you've got the vault 500 you've got the vault 700 uh you've got the rs higher end models with the carbon the cobra the cobra editions and so on. I think they're really cool records. Um, but then at the lower end, you've kind of got the high end, the high end beginner version of bull pedal, which I think are on par with RS's entry level records, which is 70 to 80. So it's a difficult question to answer. Um, in, in that sense, I, I suppose you can break down that the simplicity of it is as different materials used all the way up to the end. But I suppose that doesn't give the answer justice or, or give that much visibility on it. No, that that sounds. I I think that's fairly clear. And the other thing is that you know there's there's quite a um a lot of misconception. And and I know that I can ask you the question about um how long rackets will last. Because for example, when I spoke to Barry Coffee, he was saying that he never broke an Adidas racket. But um, there were some people. I think Sam Jones who said that that his partner who he was playing with. Uh, was breaking up Dunlop rackets uh, left, right, and center because they're just not well made. So if you buy, let's say, a Varlian mid-range racket or a Vold mid-range racket, that will see you through for, what, two, three, four years? I mean, yeah, it, it's a good question. A lot of people will tell you, oh, you need to replace it every year or, or year and a half. But it's the same as running shoes. You know, if you're running 10K every day, then yeah, change your running shoes once a year, maybe, or maybe twice a year, once every six months, depends. The minute you start to feel your racket feel like it, you're hitting a pillow or, you know, a crack breaks out, you know, breaking a racket, that sense, it, anyone can do it. You can have a racket on the first day, you can catch it with your partner's racket as you're both going for a ball and it can, it can break. But I think if you're careful and if you're sensible with it, a racket can, I've had my ML10 now since late 2020. So it's coming up to three years. I don't play with it that often. But it's still hitting very good. Um, I, I lend it to friends who want to play with me. I bring it along everywhere. So if someone wants to jump on the court, I'm happy to, for them to use the racket. A, a common misconception, you don't need to replace it that often. You know, it, it's, it's again, like running shoes and trainers. 
I've had my trainers going strong for, for a year and a half now. And yeah, I run, I go to the gym, clearly not enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, like I said earlier, the EVA foam is the same as you find in your trainers. So depending on how much you use, if you're playing an intense game three times a week, yeah, maybe you should look at replacing it after a year and a couple of months, maybe. But if you're playing once a week, twice a week, and you, you know, you, you, you haven't, you're not whacking, you're not smashing the ball into oblivion. You're, you've got a com- you've got a comfortable smash. You can get it over the net. I'd I'd hold on to it until it feels ropey. I don't know. I hope that I hope that helps the the listeners. Yeah, no, I, I think so as well. And and what I was thinking that we should do this more often because you know obviously no one really got to know you instead of uh, we we spoke a lot about uh, rackets and yeah. and it's fine in itself because that's I think it's it's fairly interesting. But I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm I I love my tennis gear. I love my paddle gear. I've got four rackets uh, and obviously two of them I have to send back to you because I I had a thorough thorough uh trial and i do thank you for that on air as well i mean obviously i i, I said that off air as well but that's that's one more thing what i want to say is that i want to have uh the last question because um I, I i appreciate and and i always say that to every one of of my my um uh, gas is that I really, really appreciate your time. And it's, it's just great to chat. And you know that I'm always up for a chat and I'm always up for a game as well. But last question, what did Paddle give you? That is a deep question. Um, and a very nice one, actually. I like this. Uh, so when I was younger, and even now, I um, I mean, for those of you who listen, I was a bit of an outcast in school. Um, just not that social, not that many friends. And, and Paddle gave me a nice escape to kind of break out of my shell. Uh, you know, to be on court for three complete, not necessarily complete strangers, but strangers, it, it really does put you in a good light to, to practice your social skills, which I severely lacked when I was younger. Um, I suffered from ADHD since I was a young kid. Um, obviously, my mind goes at a million miles an hour. For those who know me, I can be talking about something and then jumping down a rabbit hole. And I mean, as you can hear in the podcast. Um, and I think, yeah, Paddle did definitely still does give me an escape. You know, it, it's what it gives me one of those gives me an hour of just lock into a game don't think about what's going on around me and etc you know yeah I, I find it very therapeutic to play paddle um and and one thing actually which is which is incredibly personal but I, I i do feel like i want to share with the listeners i i lost someone very close to me uh, at the beginning of last year and um it was one of it was one of those losses that i that you know it, it didn't actually hit me initially um because I was too focused in in work and I, it was one of those things where it's like okay okay I'll deal with it later and what happened was that actually brought up a lot of previous things that I hadn't addressed and uh, I went down a very dark path uh you know I was working a, an intense job and I, I just I just picked up a lot of bad habits um and, and I just wasn't really myself I wasn't really going out I wasn't or, or I was going out, but just just to kind of you know drink to forget and well, I'm just do it again and and kind of just keep myself busy with unnecessary stuff. Uh, so I wasn't in the best place um, ever, and and you know I I went to go and seek the help. And the what I realized was that the only times that I could escape that that feeling was was on a pedal court at six in the morning with you know a couple of friends. You know Tom Moan, if you're listening, I you know I've probably never told you this, but thank you. Tiernan as well, you too, uh, Fabio, obviously, um, Michael Alexander as well, if you're listening to this, Emil, all of these people, they, you know, indirectly, they, they didn't offer a, it's not, that they didn't, it's not that they didn't offer a lifeline, but probably because I never spoke about it, but, you know, indirectly, they they gave me a, 
you know, they they were my my lifeline at the time because it was the only time that I could, um, you know, not necessarily be myself, but but forget about everything that was going on around me and, you know, cope a bit better with my day to day basis. And and you know, it was a nice, it was a nice escape, and I'd look forward to to games. I didn't look forward to anything else at the time, and the only thing I did look forward to was paddle. So I think that that's where the initial thought came of, you know, I'm able to. I'm able to to dedicate myself to this and I'm, I'm happy and I, I like what I do. And, and confidently looking back at my work experience now, I wish I, I wish I'd done this sooner, obviously. I think paddle, paddle, paddle is everything to me. Um, I know it sounds very cliche, but you know, paddle was there. Paddle was there to, to kind of help me and paddle was there to give me an escape for, so paddle has done a lot for me. Um, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you know, it, 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 it's, I'm truly passionate about it. Uh, and I think that's why I'm so heavily invested in, in what I do and, and why I do it. You know, it's, it's, it's a sport, which is, which has helped me. Um, I've seen a lot of people take up paddle, uh, because they've stopped playing tennis, uh, or, or, you know, older people that have lost a partner, for example, down in Portugal, they've, they've started playing the sport. They're not necessarily good at it, but it gives them an escape. And I think I, I'm definitely not the only person, definitely not the only person out there that's, that's had the, a, a similar experience, but, you know, I'm a huge advocate for mental health and yeah, mental health and, and well-being and stuff. And, and for me, yeah. What did Paddle give me? Paddle, you know, to summarize it, Paddle gave me happiness. I think Paddle gave me, Paddle gave me life. I, think that's the... I love that answer. I mean, I, obviously it is a really, really set topic and, uh, you know, I'm 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 all up for uh, talking about in depth stuff as well because uh, you know I'm I'm a I I, I consider some, I consider myself quite a deep person in um, in in many ways and I and I really appreciate your sharing that with 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 me and and with the future listeners as well because I think it's uh, look I you 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 came across when we just first met you came across as a lovely lovely bloke and I'm and I consider myself really happy that we. Uh, our path crossed because uh look you you are one thing is that you're an unbelievably knowledgeable paddle expert the other thing is that you're a great player great person and and i'm just really happy that you featured today on the pod no I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you uh you gave me the opportunity to I, i've genuinely enjoyed it and um for the listeners i'm hoping to come back again and you know you more you know will. facts <laughs> you will uh, friend, I thank you again, and and it's just great to have you. Uh, you will you will feature on the pod again. I can promise you that because uh, it has been a pleasure. It has been a great chat, and look, it's just it's just great to have someone who has the knowledge as what you have. No, thank you, Dan. That's incredibly kind of you. Um, yeah, thank thank you for listening. I guess from my side, and very enjoyable. Thank you. Take care. Take care.